and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and you know, we're back from the moon, having sex with all the X-Men. <laughs> Tanner just cannot get over that, that tidbit. What? It, and it took us a while to get to the moon. And it took us a while to get back from the moon, so I hope our new guest isn't sending us to the moon again. Hi, Sam, how are you? I'm only going to send us to the moon if you collect all the treasure and get all the coins. And, uh, only in that situation. Okay. Uh, also, hi, I'm Sam, he, him. Nice to meet, not meet, not, nice to be back. I know you both. I'm going to just put my head down. (laughs) Oh. Actually, every time Sam is on a podcast, it's a different clone. (laughs) I I can either confirm nor deny that. (laughs) I'm just... X-Men were... What is happening? Oh, yeah. So uh, Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops have a thruple on the moon. And Rogue and Gambit have officially submitted their application to join. (laughs) Okay. What does this have to do... With uh, Umbrella Academy. Well, you said that we were going to go to the moon. I did and so, say that. And last week we were also talking about the X-Men. Ah, so. got it. So, it, wild speculation. Yeah. Got it. I am on board for wild speculation. Okay, cool. Uh, Umbrella Academy. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of things where other characters are on the moon. And I can think of Umbrella Academy and where whalers on the moon... We carry a harpoon, but there ain't no whale, so we tell tell tales and sing a whaling tune. Oh, Hang on, both... are you rebooting Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> no. Uh, that was a quote from Futurama. What I'm here to tell you about today... No, I was just trying to think, well, if Super Mario Odyssey has the moon and it has coins. It sure does. <laughs> uh, is, is, is now the time? Do I tell you what we're rebooting today? Yes. Yeah, so they're just going to keep guessing for the full hour. All right, I mean, I'm down for that. I'm here to secretly reboot your format. Um, no. We're here today to, <laughs> to reboot Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Okay. Oh, and fascinating. I wanted to make sure that it was something that I was pretty sure that you two had not discussed yet. Have I managed that? Yeah. You sure have. I don't <laughs> think we've touched Mario. Oh, I'm here to talk about Wario. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've touched anyone in the Mario family. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's probably for the best for many reasons. But specifically here today, Wario Land. Okay. So Super Mario Land 3, a.k.a. Wario Land, is the first Wario game. Now, it's not the game within which Wario was introduced. Wario was introduced in Super Mario Land 2. He's kind of the villain of that game. Uh, Mario gets a message from the princess saying, Hey! Wario took over the castle, and you have to go collect these six coins so you can get into the castle and fight Wario and take the castle back. He doesn't get that information from Wario, nor does Mario really do any research other than, I guess I have to get these six coins and beat up this other guy. And that's all well and good. Mario wins and moves on with his life. In the background, Wario was introduced because the creators of Mario uh, knew that every hero needed to have some sort of rival, and Wario specifically was introduced to kind of be the Bluto to Mario's Popeye. The uh, shadow to his Sonic. Indeed. And so let me just be the first to say, hug, 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 hug. 
Which is wow. Where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? <laughs> Basically. So, Super Mario Land Three, aka Wario Land, is one of the first games I ever played. It's a game that was on like the original Game Game Boy, like the brick Game Boy, like out before you both were born. Game Boy. At I'm here to say that you are both children. And I, I, no, I think we were born by then. No, I'm pretty sure you're both wee little babies. I don't know when you were. Me... 1989. Okay, so we were no, we were still glimmers <laughs> <laughs> in our parents' eyes. Yeah. Uh, so this is a game that I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for. It's actually the first any Mario anything I've ever played. And it is also my first introdu- introduction to Mario, the first time I ever saw Mario. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But basically, the game functions just as kind of a standard platformer. You jump, jump through all the levels. You realize your phone isn't on Do Not Disturb. Lots of the different things. Uh, you go through the seven different lands. You collect different coins. And it has this extra thing where you can find a key. And each level also has a door to go with those keys. Because there's seven different worlds, four different levels in each world. So there's 28 treasures, one from each level. And as you go through and beat the game, you don't have to collect the treasures. It's not mandatory. You go, you beat the bosses, you go to get to the very end. And at the very end, the big boss at the top of this tower is a woman who has a genie. And you have to fight the genie. She has a genie and a magic lamp. As one does. I'm not going to really talk about some of the... um stereotypes that take place in this video game because that seems bad Uh oh but the game they're not it's it's not great but it's not the best either um there's just there's just a couple but it's like one of those things where you go back and you look and you're like "Mm, maybe not um but basically you get to the very end and you defeat the genie you defeat apparently the big bad of the uh, of the game and in response, she blows up the tower. And so Wario manages to make it out. And so he wins. He conquered the tower. This is going to be his tower, his home. But And when the tower gets blown up, it gets turned into a statue of Princess Peach. It's this massive statue of, oh, wow, I guess I'm going to go live in Princess Peach's statue head. And here's where I meet Mario for the first time. Because <laughs> flying in... In a helicopter, appearing for the first time in this game, is Mario in his little Mario helicopter. He flies over the statue, lowers a winch, picks up the statue, and flies away. Wario has just gone through this whole game, beating all the bosses, all the levels, collected all the coins, defeated the big boss, and Mario comes in to take all the credit. Now, luckily, Wario managed to get the lamp, and so he is able to summon the genie himself. And the genie comes out and he says, yeah, sure, I'll grant you a wish, but I mean, it's going to cost you. Like, I'm not, I don't grant wishes for free. I'm a genie. Don't you know how this genie thing works? And so Wario hands over all the coins and all the treasure that he managed to collect over the course of the game. And the wish Wario clearly made was he wished for the thing he wanted in Super Mario Land 2, a home. Now, of course, that home is directly correlated with how much treasure you provide to the genie. So in the worst case scenario, you get a birdhouse. Second worst case scenario, you get like a tree trunk house. And in both ca- both of those cases, the game rolls, rolls credits and then it says, please try again. 
I'm going to come <laughs> back to that. Third best, third worst scenario, also third, uh, like make, working your way up, you get a log cabin, which is pretty cool. Up from that is a pagoda. And then the theoretical best thing you can get is a castle. And it's this great castle. Wario's thrilled. He's running around the castle, fireworks and everything. But if you've maxed out your coins and collected all 28 treasures, you give them to the genie, you unlock a secret extra bag of money. So for six bags of money, you give it to the genie and the genie raises you up into the sky, into space. And the Wikipedia says like a planetoid, but it's the moon. And you get a moon with Wario's face on it. And that is the best possible prize you can get is being kicked off the planet to die in space. But. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) But that's basically the way this game plays out. The game as it exists right now is Wario does everything. Mario takes the credit. And then Wario just has to buy a house. And that as it exists right now is Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. Any questions? There's no Waluigi. Waluigi is just sports, right? Uh, I don't know. I know Waluigi came much later. Waluigi only exists to play sports. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. Or be an assist trophy, I believe. But even when yes. he's an assist trophy, he has a tennis racket. Exactly. Any questions so far about the classic Game Boy, like original Game Boy classic game, Wario Land? No, I think he did a pretty good summation. Yeah. Excellent. So, here's what I want to do. As I said, from the first two ways of beating the game, where you get the the birdhouse or the tree trunk, inherent in the game as it exists right now, it says, please try again. And so replaying the game and going back and collecting more treasure and doing better is inherent in the game itself as it already exists. Other thing that we already know is that subsequent Wario games, certainly WarioWare games, sure seem to be crazy and sure seem as though Wario has lost his mind. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what I'm thinking. Here's my idea and my pitch for a remake of not just calling it Wario Land, specifically Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. Same name, because clearly that's the way to go, is I think the first playthrough of the game is standard platformer, you play through the game, same way you expect. And then, of course, at the end, Mario takes the credit and kind of kicks you back to the beginning of the game to start again. So then you have to play through the game again. And this time, everything is just slightly off. And what I want to do is I want to build a video game where the the, the replay is the point. And you're supposed to play through the game over and over and over again to try to actually manage to hold on to the final prize. But as you do, the game itself just starts making less and less sense. Different pieces start falling apart. It starts getting into those like weird Game Boy glitch files, like where speedrunners are going through and they make it to a wall of like different pieces. And that's, on purpose for our version is I think this game needs to actively be losing its mind. The more you play it and the more Mario takes from you, because at the end of the day, Mario has had a stranglehold on video games for far too long and has taken too much from everyone else. Who's here to just collect some coins and jump on some heads. (laughs) And sure. Mario's never had to defeat a boomerang duck, but Wario has. 
Now, I want this game to just be eventually bananas. Like, no, make no sense. Instead of, like, having the hats Wario gets, you start putting enemies on your head. Like, losing everything. Just starting to get to time trials of just making sure you click the button at the right time in order to, like, do the different Wario games. And that's what I want. And that's kind of the reboot that I had in mind. Now, the next question I have for you both is, what kind of classic, like, ye olde Nintendo video games have you both played? Oh, I played Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is a fantastic game. I also played Link's Awakening. That is one of the first video games I ever played in general as well. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and Pokemon's kind of its own thing. Yeah, I... Yeah. No one is actively playing Pokemon Go at the very moment we're speaking. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not an Onyx here in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally not waiting for that Hisuian Quillfish to finally pop up here. I mean, I don't want to have to hatch any his- any more 7k eggs. Like, I got the Hisuian Growlithe, but Sneasel, where are you, buddy? <laughs> we're, we're all doing our best. Yep. <laughs> so was wasn't Super Mario Sunshine like criticized for being an unfinished game? That's a great question that I'm sure several people have the answer to. All right, let's look this up. Because <laughs> I know that a lot of people did like it. I think like I Super Mario Sunshine. I remember being polarizing. Like I know people who really really enjoyed it. But, like, there were things that they changed the Mario formula, which means, therefore, some people didn't like it because some people don't like change. Mm-hmm. And so this game is made for them. Like, this is the game where they're supposed to play this exact same game over and over and over again and try to get to the same end over and over and over again. But I want them to lose their minds. <laughs> <laughs> and the world is slowly... Exactly. I want to go for... I, I want this game to follow the process of this is the first Wario game and it's just a regular platform. He gets cool hats. He gets like a spiky minotaur hat that makes him stronger and lets him stick to ceilings because it's pointy. He gets like a dragon hat that spits fire and is awesome. Or he gets the best hat, which is the jet hat, which allows him to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Mario's never had those hats as far as I'm concerned. He has to throw fire out of his hand. Wario makes fire out of his face. (laughs) <laughs> or, out of the, or out of the dragon face that's on top of his own face. Okay, so apparently there are a lot of bugs in Super Mario Sunshine and some levels that are really poorly designed, so it's a real pain to actually try and beat them. Um, but the other thing is that apparently a lot of development that was used for Sunshine also went into uh, Wario World. As far as I can tell, the only 3D Wario platformer. Of which I'm completely unaware, and I did not find that game when I was doing my research. I guess you're going to have to go on eBay and spend $100 to get it for the GameCube. <laughs> well, I'd also have to buy a GameCube. Guess you're going to have to go on eBay and spend $1,000 to get a GameCube. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? And make sure it's a working GameCube and not just an empty shell, <laughs> which yeah. my friend has received. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. So, what if... So, are you picturing this as a 2D platformer still? Uh... Yes, but part of the way you can break the game is it can start as a 2D platformer and like as the world breaks, like Wario can all of a sudden, like something could be in a third dimension and he can't reach it. And then finally, like on a subsequent playthrough, like all of a sudden he can like start walking in the Z on the Z axis and not handle it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine it as a 2D platformer, but I imagine it for the Switch. And so I want it to be able to have the ability to kind of like rotate and s- spin as if it was his own mind. <laughs> but yes. Start standard 2D platformer. He, he just starts falling through other video games. <laughs> I mean, I it's been a while since I've played WarioWare, but there are some elements of other video games in there. What if, oh, okay, so what if, like, in one of the levels, there's a pipe you go down, you know, to a normal underground spot, but then, like, in one of the playthroughs after it's significantly messed up, he goes down the pipe, and then he gets shot out of it, and it turns into Wario Pinball. Uh, or, it, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you go down into the pipe, and I feel like there's a Mario game where this happens, where you go down into the pipe, and then the pipe just reveals that it was a cannon the whole time, so it just, <laughs> shoots you off into the distance. <laughs> And Wario's just like rolling with it and it's bing 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 bing. That would be fun. I would enjoy that. I want I want that. Oh, what's the game I'm thinking of where you go down and you Oh, it's a Pokemon game actually where you get fired out of a cannon. I think it's like black and white or something, where one of the gyms, you're navigating the gym by getting fired out of cannons. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh Lindsay, what what is your experience with Mario and his various worlds? Uh it's literally just like been just super mario sunshine sunshine i remember playing one of the party games and then like the smash bros good yeah i think you got roped into smash bros one time when it was your brother and me and some other people Uh, i've been roped in a couple times by the friend group so that i mean that just leads to the question who's your main uh I I tend to go with either Zelda or Marth. I don't know why. I just that's fair. I I not everybody has the wonderful benefit of having a character that has the, your name in their name, mm-hmm. <laughs> and therefore is your favorite. Yeah. For a while, mine was Kirby, and I still like to use Kirby, but I also use DDD a lot. And actually, let me look at the list. I've also been using Bowser a lot lately as well. Um, see, the thing is, Lindsay's brother and friends, they like playing Smash Bros. like it's uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> so No items, Fox Only, Final Destination. Ah, uh, Fox Only, Final Destination. Why would you do that to yourself? That doesn't sound fun. Exactly. And then I'd they, then I'd force them when it was my copy. I'd force them to play with all the items on all the stages and stuff. And they're like, but now you're just turning it into a party game. Yes. yes that's, that's what why we're is. here. <laughs> we're supposed to have fun. Also, the racing game. I used to play the racing game a lot. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah, great. Mario Kart. So yeah. as an aspect of everything kind of falling apart, like I, I think... Tanner, you made a good suggestion of Wario falling into other games and like just like falling in like all of a sudden that's why Wario is in some games and why he's not of like he falls into the games that he's in. That's why he doesn't fall into like the first Mario Kart, but he falls into the like Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. And like doesn't understand what's going on is in the cart backwards. And look, at the end of the day, this is just the story of a man trying to find a home. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hoping each leap will be the one that finally takes him home. <laughs> that each playthrough will be the one that finally lets him have... He'll settle for the birdhouse at this point. It's fine. A plot of land with a garden. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. Just gotta... Uh, t- uh, what is it? Tend your fields? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the Voltaire line. Your crops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so the end of the game when you beat it and it ends with the birdhouse of the tree chunk, you get to the end of the game and literally you've beaten the game and it just shows Wario and he turns to camera and just looks sad and devastated. <laughs> and that's why the credits end with like, please try again. Because it's like, oh, you think you beat the game? Well, no, because the main character isn't happy enough with how you did. <laughs> get good eight-year-old child literally yes (laughs) and like that's what this game needs to be of like the character is just devastated it's like what why is everything happening why why is everything on fire why are those other italian people racing that dinosaur who gave them thumbs why is a plant (laughs) driving a car Ghosts are real? How is it reaching the pedals with its no feet? <laughs> Chaos reigns, Wario. Chaos reigns. <laughs> Wario may be crazy, but maybe Wario is the sanest of us all. Poor Wario is going to be turned into Deadpool. I mean... <laughs> Wario kills the Nintendo universe. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that Wario doesn't have is that Wario's never really self-aware that he's in a video game. Like, even the WarioWare games of, like, you're trying to do these random things, but it's never like, you're in a video game, do the video game thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the extra layer of madness of the world is falling apart and you cannot begin to comprehend why. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just yeah. seemed like something that people weren't talking about enough. And I wanted mm-hmm. to uh, make you two consider the... The mania and the slow and deliberate dive into insanity by <laughs> Nintendo's true son. Because <laughs> I can see it now, just like the eventually through the playthroughs, the video game start starts collapsing in on it, itself with all the other video games. And just like at the end, it kind of like glitches out. Yeah. And I every time I want, like, you get to the end of the game and you finally accomplish and get your thing, I do want, no matter, and I want it to be different every single time, but I yeah. want Mario to steal it every single time. <laughs> oh, no. Like, literally, you can, you're finally like, oh, there's a warp whistle. I can finally get to that warp whistle and get myself home. And as you're getting there, just a little guy in red overalls and a yellow cape shows up and swoops in and takes it and then spirals off into a desert for some reason. He's sure going to kill that cactus. Why <laughs> Why is the sun angry? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then this becomes the most talked about and most cursed Mario game out there. Oh, I, it, it must be cursed. It's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's the official Ben Drowned. <laughs> well, it also, like... Like, it's one of those things where the game breaks the more you play it. So like the the yeah. competitions aren't necessarily going to be about speed running it because the speed the first playthrough is always going to be the easiest one. It's going to have to be just like what's the like a slow run where it's just like how long have you spent playing this game and how badly have you broken it by continuing to play it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait is is this roguelike Wario? I don't know what that means. A, a roguelike is a game where, like, you only get one life when you're playing through, and if you die, you have to start right from the beginning. But, like, the stuff you collect over the course of the game 
can improve your stats and help you get further along each time. So, like, Hades is a roguelike. No, I I want you to have multiple lives just because it's a video game. And at the end of the day, like, I, I don't love stuff like that. I don't love Nuzlocks because I want a video game to be designed for people to have fun. And I, this game is supposed to be fun. And just the replay value is just, like, craziness. You don't understand what's going on. Because... There are people like me who play video games and they're completionists. And that's why me playing any Pokemon game is a problem. But <laughs> whenever I play games like this, the reason that I really enjoyed this first Wario game when I played it is because there were things to collect. And I could see myself collecting all the coins and getting all of the treasure. And I always thought that the best possible outcome was the castle. And so when I finally managed to unlock this extra thing and I got and I won the moon, I didn't know that was going to happen. I literally was rewarded for completing everything in this video game and whether or not that permanently broke me so that every time i play a video game from then on i have to beat every single aspect of it who's to say but that's the kind of video game person that i am and i know that that's not common most of the people i know when they play legends arceus or whatever they'll play for a while they'll play for a few weeks they'll play until they get bored and move on and i want more people to be like me and not well where <laughs> you feel like you've played the whole game but you haven't and you you're pretty sure you know how this game's gonna work but you you don't and why i was pretty sure that there was the thing here the last time okay i looked it up and it's supposed to be here why isn't the oh my god <laughs> but if you're just a kid playing through and you're just happy to get to the end that's it that's all you have to do but the more you play the crazier it gets and, like, I don't want anyone to, like, suffer for... Like, I don't want the craziest version of this game to be the automatic version. And people who choose to play that way, that's fine, but you're gonna have to earn it. You want this to look like a uh, a, a Mario Maker world? Who boy. That's gonna be 15, 16 playthroughs minimum. Yeah. You want to bounce on the worm in order to catch the shell, in order to hit the switch, in order to get to the level so you avoid the thwomp and make it to the checkpoint... You're going to have to earn it. So inherently it's game built for the people who just enjoy a couple playthroughs and then they're good. And it's also built for the people who are already crazy and it finally mat- it finally meets them where they're at. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want. Something for everybody. Something for yeah. everyone's level of sanity. But yeah. I don't know. Tanner, how about you? Uh, you said that you played like Link's Awakening, but what other uh, Mario games or Wario games and stuff have you played? I've So I actually, I did play a little bit of Wario Land 4. I rented it from Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Which, that was like the first open world game I ever played. And so I really did not know what I was doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the Wario Land 4 is like a Metroidvania in the sense that it's a lot more open-ended than plus i assume a more linear platform there's vampires because of the word the term vania uh, it's it's a term because metroid and castlevania you have to like there's not a linear path you have to explore and you unlock more as you go along and the map gets bigger i mean i do enjoy those games i like games that like encourage you to explore the world that these creators worked so hard to build i think that's great and, you know, this Wario game would also encourage that, except it's encouraging you to break it more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Break this game. Find the glitches. They're supposed to be there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You There should be, like, at some point you unlock a glitch map where it's, like, 
here's where you can go to break the game more. We're not going to tell you how or what, but it's here. Yeah. The, and you'll, you'll find a place where, like, you have an option to go back to the first, like, the way it was on your first run through, your third run through. And you, you can choose the, the level of insanity you want to go to. Or you can skip ahead to your 20th run through. You can make it better or you can make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what Wario's all about. Making things worse. Usually, in the modern iteration, with flatulence. (laughs) Joy. Indeed. Yeah, that's his final smash. Oh, okay. Are, Are you surprised? Not really, but also... She's just disappointed. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Fair. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I still think that's better than uh, than Samus's. Like, I like the logic behind Samus's or the way it was in uh, original Brawl, because I don't know if that is what it is anymore. But, like, in principle, oh, you lost all your armor. What a thing that could have happened. Oh, look, she has tits. <laughs> but also now you're playing a completely different character i didn't want to play a completely different character i wanted to play the one with laser arms yeah well then you better smash your way back into the one with laser arms i don't want to play blonde Catwoman where i'm running around in like a skin tight suit with a whip i want to be cooler mega man mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah look there's a difference between having the power armor and being I don't know, Solid Snake's companion for something. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know what else you would like me to talk about from this game. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know. I I would just say it would be like great, like, YouTube SAS fodder. Yeah. Possibly. (laughs) Matt Pat is going to lose his shit. Yep. The only way we can stop that is we put Matt Pat in the game. Sure. What's a Matt Pat? Matt Matt Pat is the guy who runs Game Theory. Sure. What's Game Theory? <laughs> oh, you innocent babe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's babe? I Oh, the you pig are. in the <laughs> the pig in the city. Got it. <laughs> now we're on the same page. No, but game theory is always the one where it's like, uh, th- here's a theory. Here's the proof that Sans Undertale is actually just the corpse of Ness, and all <laughs> the toads in the Mushroom Kingdom are being controlled by the Cordyceps fungus. I mean, so I've always had a crazy theory about the Mushroom Kingdom in general, just because it's called the Mushroom Kingdom, and mushrooms aren't unique, separate things. They're all connected underground with a single mycelia. So I've always thought that Princess Peach was hiding a lot more, because if she's the the secret mycelia of the entire Mushroom Kingdom, then she's the one secretly in control of all the mushrooms everywhere. All the mushrooms, all the toadstools are all connected underground with the same network of roots and everything. And if you scan any one of them, they all have the same uh, genetic makeup. You know, like Oregon. That was a joke, but also that's real. (laughs) Do you both know what I'm talking about? No. I mean, I understood the mushrooms. You lost me at Oregon. So underneath the state of Oregon is the largest singular organism on the planet Earth. And it is a basically 
there's a series of mushrooms that pop up all over the place and you take any of them and you scan them or whatever and you analyze their DNA and they all have the same DNA, which means they're all the same organism and they're all connected underground in basically this giant root slash mycelia network, which is over 2,000 acres big. <laughs> and so it is a single organism in the state of Oregon that is basically just a massive underground network of this same plant. Jesus Christ. And so my crazy theory, one of the first things I ever like wrote just as a sketch was I wrote like CSI Mushroom Kingdom. And the basic <laughs> premise of the plot was that uh, it turns out the Mushroom Kingdom was all connected and it was all just a hive mind being run <laughs> by the princess toadstool, who is the true villain all along. She's the one that's manipulating all of our heroes and getting them little by little to consume more of the mushrooms because after all she is feeding them cake <laughs> see i was gonna say that uh <laughs> law and order mushroom kingdom wouldn't work because it kind of killed them in a way that matters <laughs> yeah fair i think i don't remember uh who it was i killed but i think it was I, I it wasn't a long sketch but basically the premise was like some toadstool got killed so they obviously suspected bowser but then it turns out it was just a setup to get them to attack Bowser, who was the one trying to fight back against the uh, the encroaching army of mushrooms. And as us Pokemon fans know, mushrooms turn things into mindless zombies. Just look at Paris and Parasect. Really, mm -hmm. they are the mushroom. Yeah. And so, like, that's the whole idea of, like, Bowser being the one who's like, I'm just trying to reclaim this kingdom. But no, the mushrooms just keep invading and taking over more. They cannot be stopped. <laughs> Tanner, you're looking up the Oregon mushroom thing, aren't you? I did look up the... I'm what you said. The, yeah, largest living organism. Congratulations. Second only to the Seattle polycule. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I agreed before I might brain process the thing you said. Tanner, you're going to have to explain that one. Okay, so when two people love each other very much, but they want to introduce <laughs> some more people, they they just do that, and they just keep doing that, and apparently there's just a massive polycule in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Seattle. <laughs> but I also thought, like, the massive polycule would have happened in L.A. No, we... Seattle is a bunch full of, of a bunch of people who love each other. We all hate each other. Ah, uh, that's the difference. Okay. Yeah, between yeah. the cutthroat business and the fake film schools, <laughs> there's no time <laughs> yeah, to develop a healthy uh... <laughs> polyamorous relationship. That's <laughs> true. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some people who've just gotten into town that I've got to fleece for all their work. <laughs> <laughs> they came here to pursue dreams, but dreams are dead. play mario <laughs> i don't know i don't know what else to tell you i like i can tell you more random facts about mushrooms apparently but um that was an unexpected twist but yeah uh, princess peach the true villain of the mario franchise and uh, don't let anyone ever uh tell you otherwise dear wario i bake you an absolutely dog shit cake don't come over <laughs> dear wario you can't, you can only trust me. You can't even trust your own mind. 
Wait, okay, so how's Daisy working? So obviously Daisy and Waluigi have to factor into this somehow. So Daisy and Waluigi are, uh, you've seen Fight Club, right? They're Tyler Durden. They're both Tyler Durden? They're different levels of Tyler Durden. <laughs> oh, no. Like, okay. Like you, like, you start to, like, oh, Daisy's here to help. And you start seeing her, like, oh, you under- I don't understand what's going on. You start seeing her on the second playthrough. But eventually, and, like, but then eventually it just keeps breaking more. And it's not Daisy anymore. It's Waluigi. Everything's Waluigi. Why has there only ever been Waluigi? I mean, Waluigi and Wario might be dating anyways. I mean, good for them. (laughs) I see no difference. Mm -hmm. Love is love. They deserve to be happy. (laughs) After everything else Mario has taken from them, they deserve to be happy. Yeah. So maybe that's the sequel, is that the real Daisy and Waluigi rescue Wario from the glitch world and they (laughs) enact vengeance upon the Mushroom Kingdom. It turns out that uh, (laughs) Wario Land is the Matrix and Daisy and and Wario is Neo and Daisy is Trinity and Waluigi is Morpheus. I'm the one! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) That is what it has to be. It's the only way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think you broke sam good (laughs) it's so good (laughs) uh that makes me happy so i I guess it would be the waitrix then (laughs) (laughs) watrix uh but yeah i got nothing i can't top that nope okay so i guess i guess we've successfully broken both wario and sam yeah (laughs) yeah good job thank you okay in that case I guess we're going to go to a friendship promo and this is Tanner coming back in because our friendship promo this week is an ad copy so let me just get this here The Scent of Blood is a new novelette by Kit Walker co-host of the I Will Fight You podcast and dungeon master of the Gem Jammer podcast From the night Caleb is bitten by a stranger, his life spirals out of control, until he's hired by the enigmatic Mr. Faulkner. But what will he sacrifice for the guidance that Faulkner offers? Get the scent of blood for just two United States dollars at books2read.com slash scentofblood. That's two as in the number two. Or wherever e-books are sold. Thank you. Uh, amazing. That was... Thank you for letting me talk nonsense. No worries. We're glad you could be here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I gotta bring something. Tanner, you were saying that you'd both covered too many things. A chance of repeats. Not today. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> okay, so Sam, where can you be found on the wah internets? On the wild wide web! <laughs> uh... I can be found uh, on Twitter at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. Or if you want, you could go find more information about my podcast. It's uh, it's certainly also on uh, the internets, on Twitter and Instagram, at Ideal Remake, where we do this, but for movies. And 
Sometimes it even is sane. Uh, Lindsay, how about yourself? Um, I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are letters for not if I boot you first and all together now they're pronounced <laughs> You can also email us at not if I reboot you first at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite uh, Must, uh, mustache maintenance uh, tips. What Sam said. That email is also where you can send us a friendship promo, whether it's an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Because either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or your YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. As always, our cover art is by Alex Fierce. Her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by Sean Clake, and whose contact info was available upon request. <laughs> this podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotal, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. All right, Sam, thank you for being here this week. Woo! Thank, thank you for humoring. No worries. <laughs> and you know, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say thank you for wrapping up Guestapalooza, but there's a new challenger because we have another guest coming on. That's right. It is a five-week Guestapalooza. Last week doesn't count because I was just had to yell about the Inhumans for a bit. That's okay. Well, plus Tanner, you recently guested on my own podcast, Ideal Remake, where you wanted to remake the fifth. I album. did. <laughs> and we did, and that I don't know when this episode comes out, but. That episode that you were on came out this Yeah, week. so la- go go back last week. I mean, I'm pretty sure when this episode comes out, it'll still be the most recent episode, and it'll be the one that says The Fifth Element with Tanner. Correct. Um, and then you get to listen to me blow out my mic for a good five minutes straight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that is also correct, and it's great. <laughs> uh, that, that delighted me. As has this episode. Yeah, anyways, uh, Rem, Rem never sent me a hint, so I don't know what she's rebooting, but... <laughs> Can we guess what a hint is? Can we make up a hint? Uh, the hint for next week. Okay, like what? What are what are the Remcore things? It's anime, women, video games, and they've already done Final Fantasy. So Bayonetta. All right, next week we're gonna be rebooting Bayonetta. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> could also be Persona. It's Persona Six where it confirms that Bayonetta is your mom. Oh, uh, what's the one with the, that's like the little, with the number in it? Oh, no, now I can't think of the, oh, You know, that video game with Hold the on. number. No, no, this is a, this is a YouTube series. Ruby. Oh, our Wibby, you know, the number W. Yeah, that one. Oh, Ruby. I don't know how much Rem likes Ruby, but I wouldn't be shocked if they showed up and waxed poetic about Bumblebee for a solid hour. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, sometimes you come on this show and you talk about something you like, and sometimes you come on this show and talk about something you hate and want to make better. This is true. Yeah. And for example, in this case, I we just we just justice for Wario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're unionizing against Mario. Impeach Mario. <laughs> Defeat the secret mycelia organization. Take them down. The mushrooms have been in control for too long. Take them down. Resist the power of the mushrooms! <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 
I'm the, the, we'll probably have women next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. <laughs>